Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Dave Hartline. Dave will be fighting against Blake Kellogg, the Rowdy Rooster, 205-pound professional MMA fight, three five-minute rounds, Saturday, January 20th, 2024, in Waterloo, Iowa, for Made Men Promotions. Brandon Hardrock Higdon is, of course, the matchmaker. Really appreciate Dave joining me for the episode today. If you're a fan of The Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Dave Hartline. Dave, how are you today? Good, sir. How are you? Doing well. I think there's a, a, a Hartline family who played football. Are you aware of who that is? I I heard of him. I think it was a Brian Hartline for like the Dolphins or something. I don't think it's any relation though. Oh, okay. And then I think he had a brother. Let me see. Yeah, Mike Hartline. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I'm kind of ADD. I apologize. That's Uh, all right. Dave, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Um, Yeah, where, where did you grow up? What sports did you play as a kid? What brought you to pursuing a career as a, a MMA fighter? So I'm from Lancaster, Wisconsin, a small town of about 4,000 people. Um, I really wasn't much of an athlete growing up. I played uh, freshman football. That was about it. And uh, I became a dad at a fairly young age. So I kind of went the road of full-time job. And, uh, you know, honestly, it was kind of goofy. I wanted to lose weight. I was a bigger guy growing up. So I started boxing because I always fell in love with that, uh, watching like HBO boxing with my dad. Uh, Arturo Gotti was always my go-to guy to watch. And so I needed to quit smoking. I'm like, okay, screw it. I'll just start boxing to lose some weight. And then I was like, well, you know, I, I enjoy this. Why not try fighting a little bit? 
I hooked up with the uh, local Taekwondo school up here and he started training a group of guys and I was the only one who kind of stuck with it. And we started doing some local fights, stuff like that, kind of smoker shows and kind of took it as far as we could, but you know, nothing too exciting. Didn't have the most amazing career. <laughs> Fought a bunch of guys that were way out of my league. So. <laughs> okay. Um, what's what position did you play freshman year of high school football? Oh God, I I played both offensive line and defensive line. Okay, and you say you were heavy. How heavy is the heaviest you've ever been? About two sixty was the heaviest I was. And how tall are you? Six uh, one when I stand up straight. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, so tell me, that's a nice little summary. How young were you when you had a kid? I had just turned 17. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Um, yep. Okay, that is pretty young. Um, so you gave us a nice little summary of your background. You still live in Wisconsin? Yep. All right. Um, so let me look at something right here. Bringing you up. So this says pro, this is a pro fight. Yeah. Yeah, okay. This was the only way this idiot was ever getting a pro fight. <laughs> I see. I apologize. I'm just now looking at your topology. Is that accurate? Are you 46? No, I'm not. That There's not much accurate on that thing. I don't know who put that information on. I'm 38. Okay, okay. Um, and what's your pro MMA record? So it's not very good. I am 1-8. That has me as 1-9, but the very first fight listed on there was like one of my first amateur fights, and I don't know why they put it as pro on there. Okay, okay. But you enjoy overall your um, – what, what else do you do for work? All right, Dave, other than fighting as a professional MMA fighter, what do you do for work? So I'm a CNC machine operator, and I'll be starting at a company in Dubuque next week called AY McDonald. So I was saying, Dave, your, your uh, professional MMA career and your amateur career has been a big positive on your life, and you were telling me that uh, you took a little bit of a hiatus after, one of you, after your last fight? Yeah, I really wasn't planning on pursuing any more fights, but uh, I uh, ended up hooking up with a couple of local guys who wanted to start their career. So I kind of just helped them out coaching them here and there, getting them a few fights and kind of sending them off in the proper direction because there's only so far I can take them. Okay. And that's kind of how this uh, fight came to fruition is I can't, I, he, I, he's just been around every event that we've been at this freaking rooster. Sorry, but <laughs> the guy bugs the heck out of me. What are your thoughts on the rooster? What's your description of him? So I'm all for if you're good and you develop a gimmick in the world of MMA, sure, take it the way you can. But this guy is nothing but gimmick, and it disgusts the crap out of me, really. I just I can't stand him. <laughs> Have you ever spoken with him? He won't come near me. He'll come near my fighters. He's actually asked, called and asked uh, a few of the fighters at my gym or at the gym we all work out at if he could come train, but he won't talk to me. How, how far is he from you? I, I'm not even sure where he lives. Is, is he like in Potosi or something? I, I, if he's where he says he is, it's only like 10 miles away. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so he's around the area, but I don't know. I've never seen him outside of the fights, but... Have you watched his YouTube videos, his fights? 
Yeah, I I was at a few of them, and I've watched them all because obviously I like to watch some tape and film to see if there's anything I need to worry about. And honestly, it just gives me headaches watching them. How do you – well, let's be real. There is at least something – I mean, all jokes aside, obviously he's a um, – you know, he's a character. Um, but he, yeah. he is six – how tall are you? I'm six one. Yeah, that's what you said. Six one when you stand up straight. Okay, so he is six five, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, he he does at least go in there and goes crazy, right? There's at least something so, to that. He's obviously won some fights. Yeah, he's definitely picked the right fights to win those fights, and he's had a lot of luck. And I'll I'll be honest, there's always a risk that you can get caught in any fight. Obviously, um, I'd be a fool to not think that there'd be some chance that I'd get hurt some way, shape, or form. But as far as technique, I don't I don't understand it. I don't know where this guy trains at or claims he trains at, but I'll give him that. Most of the time, I at least give a little bit of respect for the guys that I fight, but I have zero for this guy. Whose idea was it for you to fight the Rowdy Rooster? Mine. I've been chasing this for over a year. And so, okay, okay. So, so he was ready to make his pro debut. On paper... On paper, this is the type of fight to make your pro debut for someone like Rooster with, right? On paper. Yep, absolutely. And that's kind of why we kind of played it out the way we did is that I know my record's nothing to brag about, obviously. Um, He obviously hasn't looked into who I've fought, but I'm the perfect type of guy that he goes after, the guy who doesn't have that many wins. And my, my best weight class was at 155 pounds, not 205, but... I have no problem taking this at 205. I offered to take it at heavyweight. What what do you walk around at normally? So <clears throat> normally I used to walk around about 190. I've been walking around about 220 lately. So okay. if Vegas were to release a betting line on this fight, who should be the favorite and by how much? Me, 100%, which is funny because uh that tapology page, I see you can like uh, click on who you think will win the fight, and he's got like six votes for him and like none for me. And I guarantee you that's him making multiple profiles to do that. You there? Yes, sir. All right. We're back. Okay, so I was saying that the rooster is a character. I know he fought an MMA opponent, amateur MMA opponent, and then after the fight, think and met that guy the um the opponent he had just beat he ended up meeting his mother and then dating his mother for a while and then they had some horrible blow up and there was all sorts of i forget she had accused him of being into some real bad things i forget the details but they were serious accusations and it was quite the train wreck so i mean dave from my seat the rooster is mma gold (laughs) <laughs> no, he's not. He's, uh, so for newer fans that are just getting into it, that are looking for a gimmick, sure, great. He's good to sell tickets here and there. But the MMA community, the serious MMA community, is sick of him, and that is a hundred percent why I wanted this fight. Is this isn't really this isn't a comeback for me. This is a one and done to put the bully down. Hopefully, shut him up for a while, but I doubt it will. He'll keep going. So the gimmick, have you heard, is it just the gimmick that rubs you wrong about the rooster? Well, it, uh, like you said, man, there's seriously something weird with this guy. 
Like from what I see, he likes to make multiple profiles on Facebook and social media and just troll a lot of promoters. And it's just insane. I mean, I, it's hard for me to tell if the gimmick is real or not. Has honestly, to, <laughs> has to be real. Oh, I mean, maybe he's just been doing it so long that he thinks it's real. I don't know. <laughs> I tried to set up an interview with him a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And he said he was going to come on. But then someone that I know made a fake photoshopped uh, image of a fight poster. It was the Rowdy Rooster against a guy named Daryl Ray. Have you ever heard of Daryl Ray? I haven't. Okay. Just a, a, a fighter from from um, northern Kentucky. But anyways, it was a fake fight poster, kind of meant to be a little bit of a joke. And uh-huh. the rooster got real mad. He started sending me messages saying that he, he had been, you know, he had talked to Dana White and that Hard Rock, <laughs> Hard Rock Higdon and that, that everyone was going to sue me and that he didn't, I didn't realize who he was fucking with, who I was fucking with and all sorts of stuff. And then he blocked me. Of course. Yeah, this, it, it makes no sense to me. Like this perspective that he has, this little world that he lives in where he thinks for the longest time he kept saying he was going to make his pro debut on Fight Pass. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, seriously. <laughs> he, he was saying stuff like that to me. Oh, yeah, I don't get it. No, you know what's interesting is I, I, I was told, I forget, I think it was Ben Fowler, uh, uh, black belt uh, MMA coach here in Louisville, Kentucky, was at an event mm-hmm. somewhere. And I think he said that there was someone from a legit I forget, was it a gym or something that was pretty legit and they had come to watch the rooster for some reason? I don't know. I I think he puts himself out there enough that, I mean, I see like some ex-UFC fighters will comment on his stuff here and there before he blocked me. Um, so he must be a good talker or something. Or maybe they're just treating him like a make-a-wish thing and just wishing him the best. I don't know. Do you think his approach is disrespectful to the sport that you love? 100%. Uh, I got into this as an actual mixed martial artist. I hold a third degree black belt in Taekwondo, uh, certified blue belt in BJJ uh, under the local guy that we had here. And he started out saying he was a purple belt and then he got tapped out by a white belt. And then he said he was a blue belt. And now he's back to saying he's a two stripe blue belt. And I'm like, Come on, like seriously, like if you can tell me, you can show me any sort of thing whatsoever that says that you are a legit accredited BJJ, any type of belt. Sure. Go ahead. (laughs) But it's all talk. It's all a gimmick. Who did you, who did you get your jujitsu blue belt from? So his name was uh, Nico Gladys. He had a school here, Ivy Jitsu, And unfortunately it hasn't been up in a few years. Uh, COVID kind of shut it down. But uh, he had a really good school going here in, in uh, Platteville. He started in Lancaster, went to Platteville. So I trained with him for a few years. And I was actually got more into BJJ at the end of my career, at the end of my fighting career, more than when I was actually fighting because we just didn't have anything available at the time. How bullshit is that in hindsight that COVID just fucked over small business? It did. So it many was great. But that's probably how valuable was that for your community to have that jujitsu academy and then just fucking gone? It was great. We had a really good group of people going there. 
Um, it wasn't really more sport based. It was uh, more self-defense based through the Gracie University, I think it was called. But uh, he and I kind of learned from each other along the way. I had him come on for my last fight to really help out. And he learned a lot about the fight world because, like I said, he was more self-defense style. But, uh, but yeah, then COVID just put an end to all of it, and it really, really bummed me out. But bummed it was, him out. But, but it was a a regular jujitsu gym where you get to free train and roll all the time, right? Yep, yep. That's fun, isn't it? It is. It was so nice to have that. I mean, I had wished I had had that ten years ago when I started my career, obviously, but. <laughs> Uh, I'll take what I can get. But. The rooster said he wrestled in high school. Do you know anything about that? I've never heard of this guy until about a year and a half ago. I don't know where he came from. Do you remember the first thing you ever heard about the rowdy rooster? So when I was uh, getting a fight put together for one of my guys, Ethan Soderstrom, who's going to be an absolute monster, by the way. Uh, I won't go on that segue, though. But uh, he told me about him. Cause he had been at a different fight or something. He had saw him fight. He goes, you got to see this, what this guy does. And I'm like, okay. I thought, well, whatever I'll watch. And we went and saw uh, one of the B2 fights. I believe it was and watched him fight. I, I actually had the dry heaves. I, it was so bad. <laughs> do you remember, who, do you remember who he was fighting when you saw that? God, it was, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was like the Brooklyn brawler or something like that. Real big guy. And it was, it was one of the most disgusting fights I've ever seen in my life. And that guy came in as an O and one. All right. We're back. So you said that guy came in as a O and one. What? He, yeah, he was just O and one. And of course that's going to be the type of fight that Rooster's going to go for. Cause the guy's never won. So they, I saw them doing social media stuff back and forth, and it was just like watching two polar bears hug and just kind of fumble around in the cage. It was so bad. Um, when I first messaged you for the episode, you said, why would we record an episode if he's not even going to show up for our fight? Do you really, feel, yeah. do you really feel that way, that he won't show up? I 100% feel he's not going to show, but that's not going to stop my training at all. We've already started going pretty hard, kind of tapering up to where I need to be. But I, I know for a fact he will pull out either the week of or the day before. Have you and the Rowdy Rooster ever messaged each other on Facebook? He's never messaged me personally. I had commented a few things when he kept saying he's going to go pro. I asked him, okay, when? I'll be waiting for you. I think at first he thought I was trying to be friendly, and then he blocked me. So. <laughs> Who do you mind saying who you negotiated this with? Is it Hard Rock? Yeah. Yeah, it was Hard Rock. He and I, every time he posts, he's got a fight coming up locally around my area. I always say, you know, I'm going to ask for him. And he had said that they didn't really want to give him a pro debut. Like, there's really no reason to. But I've just been begging to get my hands on him. Waterloo, Iowa. How, how close is that to you? It's about two hours away, so not too far. Is that a pretty good, you guys have pretty good um, Wisconsin, Iowa, pretty good wrestling around where you're at? Yeah, the uh, the fighter, one of my fighters that I train currently, he was a two-time state champion for the local school here. So he's really helped out with wrestling around here. He actually runs a kind of a community youth program right now. That's a pretty valuable ingredient to successful MMA fighters. 100%.
if you could do it again, what, what would your training journey have looked like differently than how it went? Oh God, I wish I would have wrestled back in high school first off. Cause I never did. And after getting my butt kicked by a few like, top notch wrestlers. Yeah. That would have been my go-to number one is learn how to wrestle and then seek out probably, I mean, try to find some sort of jujitsu school in the area, get there as much as I can. And I had very good striking training uh, with a local Taekwondo school. That was always kind of my big thing was uh, kicks mostly. But yeah, he really helped uh, def- refine my striking. And I used to train boxing at the Ford's gym up in Madison. They had a really good team up there. Um, so that helped as well. But yeah, I probably would have started with uh, wrestling to help kind of round the game out first off. How do you predict your fight will go against the Rowdy Rooster? Um, I'm not going to touch gloves with him because he notoriously will try to hit you when you touch gloves. <laughs> so I might give him the finger and then it's going to be, it's going to be quick. It's not going to last very long. I've actually never had a knockout before. I would love to get one now, but he's either going to crumble after a few punches because he just leans back and hopes to try to double overhook you and then tries to put in some sort of nasty looking submission. But I predict it'll go to the ground pretty fast and I'll put a submission on him pretty fast. On the ground, he has some, uh, a submission named after him. It's the rowdy <laughs> rear naked. Have you heard of that nickname? It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. I've only ever heard him say it, but yeah, it's, it's uh, I hope I land this on you and you're dumb enough to tap out kind of submission. What are the odds that he catches you, Dave Hartline, with a rowdy rear naked? There's 0% chance he catches me with any sort of submission whatsoever. And I'm not an arrogant guy. I'm not an arrogant fighter, but I'm just, there's, there's nothing that he brings to this table that I have to worry about. If you were his coach in some alternate universe going against you, what would you advise him to do? Not take the fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if I were his coach, I, I like I said, I've had my problems with wrestlers, but the, I've grown over the years where if I get taken down, it's not a big deal. All my wins came by submission anyway, even though I'm a striker. But yeah, his... I Honestly, I don't even know who his coach is. I don't even think he trains with uh new glarus mma consistently i i don't see it and how he's ma- always calling her- oh sorry go ahead oh no that's okay he's always calling what he's always calling local gyms and asking if he can come train and i wish i had the voice message he actually left my fighter ethan soderstrom uh he left him a voice message on facebook saying that he is a legendary mma fighter and he'll bring top-notch stuff to our gym and stuff like that i'm like oh my god <laughs> um that's pretty good that's- <laughs> oh it's embarrassing man <laughs> um how many times have you won an mma fight inside a cage oh let's see i had five amateur wins uh and then five professional or not five professional sorry i had one professional win so six, so six I, times i had six okay. yep six fights okay all right. Well, Dave, I really appreciate you coming on to, you know, preview once again. That is Saturday, January 20th, 2024. It's pretty far away. 
Yeah, we still got a couple months. So you're you're entering training. When will you enter training camp? So uh, right now, I've just been focusing on my road work and a little bit of strength training and starting to get the weight down a little bit. We're going to start in hardcore because I think we got one of our other guys will probably be fighting here soon as well. But uh, we'll probably start up the hard, hard training the first week of December, probably. Once again, Saturday, January 20th, 2024, Made Men Promotions in Waterloo, Iowa. Of course, the matchmaker is Brandon Hard Rock Higdon. We have Dave Hartline against Blake Kellogg. 205-pound professional matchup, three five-minute rounds. Do you think the five-minute rounds will impact the rooster? Yeah, he gets tired after about two minutes anyway. Okay. But, but like I said, I don't, I don't, if this gets out of the first round, it'd be a miracle. Okay. Well, Dave Hartline, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I also want to thank everyone for tuning in. Of course, we'll have another episode of the Kelly Patrick Show out soon.